Hey guys, welcome to fucking Fridays. This episode, we're going to be going over the five love languages. We're going to go into detail about each love language. And then Taylor and I are both going to discuss our love languages and kind of take a guess on which we think whose is whose and what our favorites are. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, let's get started. All right. February, the month of love. Absolutely. The month of love. Happy February, everybody. And uh, happy February, babe. Yes. Will you be my Valentine, babe? I would love to be your Valentine. Damn, you asked before me. Were you going to do that this episode? I'm seeing all over TikTok being like, it's February 3rd or it's February 4th. My boo still hasn't asked me to be my Valentine. So I thought I'd get it in there right before you could ask me. Wow. Shocking. Uh, This is a little side note for all of you lovers out there. If you're already in a relationship, you've already established that you are exclusive um, or married like Sophia and I, it's obviously okay to still ask your partner to be your Valentine because it's fun, it's cute, and it's a reminder that uh, you still love them. So yeah, damn. All right. But yes, I would love to be your Valentine. Yeah, you're my forever (laughs) Valentine now. You're locked in. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, love languages. So uh, this episode is going to be really fun um, talking about the love languages and what they mean. This came from a doctor. I believe his name is uh, Dr. Chapman. And uh, basically he established um, humans have different ways of giving and receiving love or expressing their love. And it's really important for uh, your, you know, in your relationship to establish what your love language is and what your partner's is, and then also uh, what you prefer in a relationship. Really important piece here. So let's dive into it. Cool. I'll go over the first one. The first one is affirmation or words of affirmation. And that basically means that you express your love through words, you ha- make your partner feel very connected to you emotionally. You like to build your partner up with, you know, comments, statements, uh, compliments, uh, words of encouragement. So anytime, you know, if you, you know, your partner says, wow, like I'm really proud of you and that truly lights you up, you might be a words of affirmation person. Or I think we all probably know somebody that just compliments a lot or can really see the real you. And when they talk, it's really authentic. I would like to think that those type of people are really great words of affirmation people. And this doesn't go just for your partner. It goes for like how you just treat the love people I was going to say, uh, absolutely in a work setting. So the the word affirmation, just that word alone means positive. So we're, we're talking about positive word choices here, uh, expressions, mindsets, um, to really build not only confidence for your partner, but for yourself. So like you said, so if I was actually going to touch base on that, um, this can be applied in multiple areas outside of your partner, uh, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. And I did want to, um, say something because of course people have their, their main love languages that they, show and how they love people and then people have ways they like to be loved but obviously you can use all five love languages right so taylor actually the other day for my birthday she wrapped me a song for my birthday you guys might have seen it on instagram (laughs) but that would be like also an example of words of affirmation because it was just like a positive rap about myself i loved it 
It was dedicated to you specifically. Yeah. yeah. And I don't do that on the reg. So it was a it was a special rap. Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> you want to go into the next one, babe? Yeah. So after uh, words of affirmation, and, and there's no specific order here. So we're just going down the list. Uh, the second one would be acts of service. So um, think of like doing things for your partner, um, showing them that you love them and caring by, I talk about this one often, but loading the dishwasher, doing chores, uh, maybe assisting them in something. If, you know, maybe a f- uh, parents in town, you're making sure that you're helping with the in-laws. Um, it could be, you know, s- your actions speaking louder than words, literally acts of service. Um, when I was kind of reading about it from the book, it said anything that you do to make your life, your partner's life easier is an act of service. So keeping your word, going to the grocery store, any little task that maybe even your partner doesn't ask you, but they they do for you, um, you know, without even having to say anything, that's going to fall under this acts of service. So one thing that I would consider or that would be under this umbrella here would be like cooking a meal for your partner. Again, uh, chores without being asked. Um, even running errands. If your dog has a hair appointment, maybe the kids, you know, one of you taking on that uh, duty. Um, or even something as simple as like providing practical help. So an act of service um, would be similar to uh, providing support during like a, a stressful time or a yeah. traumatic time during uh, during your partner's during your partner's life. How I like to paint acts of service is like I feel like everybody knows that like one mom or that one dad or that one family that just like loves to cook and have people over all the time. Like maybe the cool mom's house that you wanted to go over when you were like younger in high school, like that's an acts of service type of person, like cooks for you, helps do your laundry and stuff it is like gonna, that. Yeah. It's definitely going to be more of the action. Yeah. Um, example, washing, you know, maybe you're going to wash your wife's car because it's dirty and she yeah. doesn't have time or, you know, maybe money to go take it through the car wash. Um, an example of like hanging a TV, um, or Sophia's favorite would be when I prepare her a bath with yeah, bubbles that's and, a good one. uh, or when you walk Java, when I walk Java. So yeah, acts of service, think of literally an action item. Cool. Okay. And then we'll go to the third one here. The third one is receiving gifts. This one's pretty straightforward. So some people like to show affection through giving gift, buying gifts for people. This is typically something tangible, but it can still express your lover's emotion or the person that loves you emotion. Um, You can either be the person that likes to give gifts and it's not like, oh, I'm going to give this gift and they're going to like me more. It's like, oh, I saw this gift. I thought of this person. So I want to buy this for them. Or you can be the receiver of the gift and you truly just feel more loved when you know somebody has thought of you to get you you know, a tangible item. hundred percent. So I feel like everybody kind of likes this one, uh, receiving gifts, but I don't know. Um, I've heard some people don't like, so for example, I love giving gifts. Um, again, not to buy a friendship or buy my wife's, you know, love necessarily, but I just love giving gifts for people. Um, I'm a very thoughtful person and anytime I'm in the store, it's like there's always somebody that comes to mind and I'm like, oh, this Was would be perfect like for them. Was your mom like that too? Or where do you think you got that? Uh, 
Because I actually, like, if Maybe. I think of your mom, I think of acts of service is something she would do because my mom is definitely My a, mom's more acts of service. Yeah, because my mom is just like you, like, growing Gift up, giving. I would be like, oh, my God, like, I have a birthday party. Like, I don't have anything for my friend. And she would just have, like, this closet of things ready to of go. gifts. Yeah. Like, she, you know, so I can relate to that really, really well. So. I don't know. I don't know where I got it from. My dad was definitely not a gift giver. Um, <laughs> That's and, okay. That's just you. And like you said, Susan was more of like acts of service, cooking for people, cleaning, hosting, yeah. um, showing her love. So not sure where I got that one from, but uh, I really enjoy giving gifts. But what I was going to say in, um, in hindsight of that is I don't enjoy uh, receiving gifts. It makes me feel awkward. Yeah. Um, I've always been really awkward when I am given like compliments or gifts. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, but so yeah, I actually it's completely do remember that. Like me. at the beginning, I didn't know what to say I would or be do. Like, do you like this gift? Like, do you like it? She'd be like, <laughs> yeah, of course I like it. I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, like this morning, she's whispering in my ear, like, I really would love a Gucci bag. <laughs> So that totally has changed, babe. Oh, well, I, yeah, there's this new line out of Gucci that, anyway. All right, dropping hints. I like it. You want to go on to the next one? The fourth one here is actually really important that even I feel like I, I don't prioritize, and it's called quality time. So what that means is, uh, you know, having more meaningful focused time with your partner, not being on your phone while you're with them. Um, I think this falls into the category of, you know, after work, you know, we're constantly scrolling. Maybe we're watching the same TV show, but like, are we actually engaged yeah. together during that show or while we're cooking? So this one definitely hits home and it's something that I feel like I probably struggle with the most. Um, I, I feel like for you, Sophia, you're actually really good at this one. But it's basically, you know, when you're with your partner, are you engaged? Yeah. Are you having like meaningful conversations? Like a lot of times, you know, and, and again, I'm notorious for this. It's kind of like surface level conversations, but yeah. quality time. A lot of people mistake it for, well, I've, I've been with you all day. Is that not good enough? But like, what were you doing during that time? Like, were you yeah. actually engaging? Were you guys like talking about future goals or maybe issues? Were you having meaningful conversations? Were you present in that conversation? Mm -hmm. I think that this is probably one of the key ones here because it's like, oh, I spend time with him every day when I get home from work. Sure, but is it quality time? Yeah, and I think this one's just harder with the world that we live in now with so many distractions and 100%. our attention spans being everywhere. I think this is one that we all should kind of tap into a little bit more and be more mindful of. Um, and then our last love language is physical touch. Ow, ow. Oh, gosh, that one's... Just they're that's all so important. Too. Yeah. So that's like hugs, holding hands, of course, like sex, but it goes beyond sex. It's some people like even just being physically close. Like maybe you got that quality time in, but you just like knowing you're on the couch with cuddling them. on the couch, cuddling, um, a foot massage on the couch. Yeah. Like, like some people really like need their hand held when they're out in public or, um, Taylor loves a good head massage that I feel like that's a love thing. It is. And I'll say, you know, something between you and I, um, 
Sophia has told me in the past, like, hey, I would like for us to display more PDA. I'm a very kind of behind the scenes kind of person. Again, I, I think just being more of a masculine female, I've always just felt like awkward and like yeah. I need to be more hidden. So that's actually a love language that I'm working on is, you know, and it's just Sophia and I, I have no problem doing yeah. all the physical touches, but mm -hmm. in public, you know, grabbing a hand, even that goes a long way. Nobody's saying you have to have a makeout session in front of everybody, but give a nice kiss. Yeah. Obviously right? this one's kind of important to us since we did the schedule sex and fucking Fridays, but it goes it goes both ways and it's something that you need, you always need. Another thing that I think would help um, tie into this love language thing is okay. And then again, you can Google this stuff. There's a book out there by Dr. Chapman. Um, I've read it myself. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's affordable. It's not that long. Um, but again, this stuff's free online. So you, you go through those five love languages. So I think one thing that would be important to talk about is, okay, so we understand the five languages what each of them mean and how you can contribute uh, your to your partner by each of those. But let's go into how to avoid um, or, or things to avoid when it comes to those affirmations. I think this would be, uh, you know, good yeah. to go over as yeah. well. Um, so one of them, let, let's just start with the first one, words of af affirmation. Um, so again, things you could take would be to encourage, to uh, even writing a little note. I remember, Sophia, if you remember this, you, it was when we were really struggling. Um, we had separated in San Diego and got our mm -hmm. own apartments with other roommates. And uh, it was a couple weeks before, you know, we, we had that falling out. Uh, but I was getting ready for work one morning and I opened my mirror um, mm -hmm. with my toothbrush and stuff in it. And there was a sticky note, top pink, and it said, together by force. Oh, yeah. Or together by nature as a force, we will become one. Yes. Uh, I took a screenshot of it. It's somewhere in my phone. But that would also be an example of like a word of affirmation. Yeah. Even though it was like a tangible little sticky note. Yeah. So one thing to avoid yeah. would be to giving like non-constructive criticism. Yeah. So if your partner's love language is words of affirmation, this is what you don't want to do. Yeah. Basically words, negative words are going to be the opposite of that. Put downs. Think of like put downs, yeah. uh, name calling or uh, for example, I made a good point to Sophia. I saw this the other day where it was like, you know, when you tell your partner, I love you, it means more than just uh, your partner's response of love you. Or, yeah. Okay. Love you too. Um, just by saying I love you too goes a long way. So that would be an example of a more positive, you know, affirmation to give your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you talk about the acts of service one? Sure. Uh, acts of service. What would be some things to avoid if that is your partner's receiving love language? If your partner number one is receiving acts of service these this would be an example yeah of some things to avoid so if your partner is an acts of service type of person what you don't want to do is put others needs or requests in front of your partners 100%. especially if you're married if you have a friend that's like come on buddy like 
I've been really trying to get you to do this, but your, you know, your wife or your, your husband's been like, well, we really should do this, you know, instead might not be the funnest option. Like you have to put your partner first. If you pick somebody else more important than them, they're going to feel, you know, they're going to feel like way, like you don't love them as much to be honest. Here's a good trade off with that one. If, you know, let's say you want to have a guy's night or a girl's night, right? Mm -hmm. If you're like, okay, well maybe before I leave the house, I'm going to make sure the trash is taken out. My clothes are picked up off the floor you know just those little extra things acts of service can make your wife or husband feel like okay you know what they're going to hang out with their buddies but at least they took care of some of the things before coming home or let's say you're the ones uh hosting the friends and acts an act of service that next day or negotiation i would call it is hey babe if we have some friends over or if you allow me to have my buddies over, you can have your girls over, whatever, I, I'll, I'll pick up the house tomorrow. Yeah. And if your partner is an acts of service love language, if they ask you to do something or ask you maybe to be somewhere on time and you miss it, whether it's a small task or a big task to your partner, it's that's going to hurt them. Even if it's something small, like, hey, you, you, you told me you were going to pick this up on the way home and you don't do it, that's going to make them feel bad like that yeah that's not what they want to see that's a good one um all right babe you want to do receiving gifts so what would be the opposite of receiving gifts not getting anything i guess this one's easy for me so the opposite what you don't want to do if your partner's love language is receiving gifts don't forget that it's their birthday um know your anniversary dates guys yeah i don't care if you ask them out if you're like well, we started dating around this time. Know your date. Because I guarantee date. you the girl knows. And if she doesn't, that's fine. But uh, know your dates. Know your anniversaries. Know yep. your occasions. Know the birthdays. For me, these are things um, that I take note of. I have in my phone, I have a calendar of all my friends and family's birthdays. That way, you know, the truth is I don't remember every single birthday, but no. every morning I have an alarm um, or a notification that pops up that says it's aunt so-and-so's birthday or yeah. it's cousin so-and-so's birthday or it's your wife's birthday. And uh, sometimes what I do, if you want to get real creative and, and stay on top of it, is two weeks before the birthday, I'll set a reminder so I know to go purchase a gift or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't want people to think that this is just like you have to go and buy a gift. That's true. If you're on a walk, if you pick them a flower, gifting them that, that could be something really cute or like, hey, I... Well, I was going to say maybe cooking's more like an act of service. That's an act of service. You can do little things as gift. Writing somebody a card is a nice, cute little gift. Yeah. A card. um, Candy. Their favorite candy. Their favorite. Yeah. We're not saying like go all out, you know, spend a bunch of money. Don't break the bank, you know, but just little things go a long way. Their favorite candy bar, like Sophia said, um, a gas card. I don't know, like little, little things. Yes. But, you know, again, things to avoid with this would be just don't forget that it's your wife or husband's birthday anniversary pretty simple there yeah yeah and the last two are pretty straightforward as well for quality time um what you don't want to do if you have a person that loves quality time is be on your phone scrolling yeah be very (laughs) mindful um some people i know when when they feel uncomfortable or there's an argument they get avoidant like 
that's not really going to work for somebody that likes quality time. Of course, those things happen, but you pretty much got to nip that in the butt pretty quickly because your your person doesn't want to be alone, you know, or if you're working all the time. I feel like this is a huge one when it comes to a lot of couples. Like work will always be there. No one's going to remember how many hours of OT you worked, but your person is going to remember if you came down to spend time with them. Quality time. Yeah, quality yeah. time. You're right. If you're on your phone scrolling every night or every time you're in the bed, that's going to hurt your partner. This that's is their taking thing. away from your intimacy, physical touch time. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will challenge you all to do that Sophia and I, we do pretty well, I will say, is if we do a dinner date, a lunch date, whatever it might be, um, we do use our phone uh, to scroll on the menu, but we do a really good job mm -hmm. of making sure our phone is in our pocket or sitting on the table. And dinner time is an intimate time. That's where you have meaningful conversations. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're supposed to date yourself, date your partner and keep that cycle going. So, and I see it all the time, you know, where you see people on dates, whether they're married or they're newly yeah. dating and they're just sitting there not engaging at all until they're until the food comes out say a couple things how good the food looks and then eat and then they leave and i'm like you know that was to me that was kind of like a waste of money because it's supposed to be a meaningful date yeah uh so i you know that that would be one of those yeah yeah you know and one thing i want to chime in here you guys like obviously we're doing we're a couple we're doing this talking about your partner but everybody has a love language your parents have a love language the friends you hang out with have a love language so like i try to make sure i'm not on my phone even around my friends when we go to dinner and yeah. stuff so if you know if you're trying to build a bond with whoever it might be someone in your life like maybe just give this some thought and think about the five love languages and how you can use them to your advantage and uh, I actually want to make a touch point on that. I do. I've done this myself as well. But I noticed too, a lot of times we revert back to our phone if we feel awkward or maybe it's like a yeah. friend of a friend group. So it's like, I don't, nobody's talking to me. So I'm just going to pull my phone out and start texting or yeah. scrolling. And I'm saying this because I'm notorious of this. And, you know, I've, I've done this myself, but try to sit there and, and look awkward. That way somebody knows to include you or... Uh, I've tried this a couple times where you're like, okay, nobody's, you know, the conversation kind of shifted somewhere else. Go walk into that conversation. Yeah. You know, if, what's the worst? If, what are they going to do? Tell you to yeah. leave? If like, you're like, I'm saying in like a social yeah, friend or yeah. family setting, but you know, I, I, I see this almost more than at the dinner table where it's like, if you're not the one engaging, you're just sitting around on your phone. Um, yeah. And what's kind of crazy is when for phones first came out, it's like everybody's parents would be like, get off of your phone, get off your phone. And now what I've realized is our parents are so bad at it now. <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes I have to tell parents like, hey, get off your phone. Or I see parents, you know, at lunch with their kids. Sometimes you see parents at, you know, out to dinner with their kids and they're just scrolling the whole time. So like everybody has to be mindful of it now. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And the last one, physical touch, that's pretty straightforward too. If you're not touching your person that loves physical touch, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So obviously things to avoid here would be like physical neglect. Yeah. Where you're neglecting your partner and, you know, this one could be hard or challenging. I feel like this might be one of the more challenging ones. I don't know. I they they all go hand in hand, but 
With physical touch, if your partner is the one that wants to be touched all the time or wants something, but you're that's not your way of giving the love language, you guys got to talk about it. Yeah. Because um, this is a huge that could, you know, ruin almost relationships. And a lot of people revert to physical touch, meaning like, you know, sex, of course, yeah. which we talked about. Um, but one thing that could help the lack of sex would be, again, smaller things that lead up to it. Yep. Playfulness, foreplay, touching, yeah. kissing, laying Revert in bed back naked. to like episode three or four, our scheduling, our um, intimacy pillar. If you go back to that episode, we have a lot of great tips on how to bring back intimacy. And I've actually seen this before. It's weird that it just popped in my mind, but you know how some people are just like the touchy feely kind? Like yeah. they'll just like always touch your shoulder or, or stuff like that. You know, sometimes when you're with somebody for so long, you might not do that with your partner anymore, but then when you go out, if your partner sees you being kind of like touchy-feely with their friends, even though it's innocent, that can make your partner oh, yeah. feel like, oh man, like, you know, he doesn't ever like put his hand on my shoulder or stuff. Like, or like you're never smiling like that when I'm not around. Yeah, definitely. Good point. There. Yeah. So that would be something to be mindful of. Because then of. it's misleading. It, it would be like, that's weird. You, I can, I have to ask you to hold my hand yeah. in public or, you know, just touch me and you're all you know yeah or i've had a innocent or not. a family friend who just like loves to dance so whenever we would be like at a barbecue or something he would like dance with whoever it was very innocent but obviously at home there was something going on with their partner because the partner would be getting jealous even though it was something as simple as dancing but it's yep. like that matters you yeah know? If you're not dancing with you, your partner but you're dancing with everybody else i i would agree with yeah that. yeah Nice. Okay. Cool. So those are things we would recommend to avoid. And uh, this is the fun part. Well, it's yeah. all fun here, but uh, it's so always fun. Sophia and I were like, let's go over. So we're going to go over what each of our top love languages are from uh, highest to greatest. And then we're going to also go over what we think each other's top languages from top to bottom. And uh, before we get into this as well, uh, feel free to, you know, sit down with your partner, go over this and talk about it. That way you guys understand. So I wrote down the five love languages and ranked them what's most important to us to what's the least important. We also wrote down five and I guessed what's Taylor's most important to the least important and she also guessed for me. And then we're going to go over kind of what our natural love language is so like there's something very obvious that taylor also already mentioned in this episode that she is and she's not just like that with me she's like that with everybody so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first what are you thinking take it babe okay what do you think my top love languages okay are? and you're either gonna say right yes or that's correct or that's incorrect nope just go down the line okay. and then i'll tell you okay I think that your number one love language that you like to receive is words of affirmation. Did okay. I get that right? You did, actually. Okay. <laughs> I think your number two love language that you would like from me is physical touch. Okay, I'm going to take that. I got that one wrong. <laughs> yes. You don't have to tell me what it is, or was that right? Yes. Ooh, two for two. Okay. Um, I think your number three love language is acts of service. Nope. Quality time. Okay. I think your number four would be receiving gifts. Nope. 
damn. And then I put number five, quality time. And if you want to know what my thought process is, is I know you love words of affirmation. Yeah, you you nailed that one. That's, and I lear- that's my number one. And I also learned that the hard way because I actually for a while was kind of doing the opposite. Like my delivery delivery was really rude and strong and I would be kind of like nitpicky. So that's something I'm trying to work on. I put quality time last because I feel like it's a little difficult for you to focus in doing quality time. But I guess that doesn't mean that you don't want it. Yeah, and great job. So... If we're if we go back to maybe a few years ago or even a year ago before the wedding, quality time would be down there. I'm definitely not perfect on this, but quality time is something I put as my number three because it's something I need to be more present with yeah. when we do have quality time. Because if I'm guessing right, I think that's one of your number ones, but we'll take a guess. Okay. So just so I know, your number one is words of affirmation, mm-hmm. then physical touch then quality time, time, then acts of service, service, and lastly, receiving gifts. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I was what, two out of five? Yep. Okay. I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> we'll, see what, <laughs> we'll see how Taylor does. I'm excited. Um, okay. All right. So now, all right. <laughs> okay. What I think Sophia's number one love language is to receive. I'm going to rank these again, one through five. Okay. I put number one, quality time. Nope. Wow. Okay. Close, but no. You told me that used to be your number one. Maybe it's yes. changed. Uh, physical touch? No. I'm sorry. Is physical touch number one? I'm guessing now. Okay. I'm just going to give you my one through five. Okay. I have number one, quality of time. Number two, physical touch. Three, words of affirmation, four, acts of service, and five, receiving gifts. Okay. So I put my number one, and you're not wrong, babe. Usually quality time is my number one. I put acts of service as my number one right now. And it's not necessarily the like little acts of service. It's the big acts of service. Okay. Can you explain? Yeah. So... Like actions over words type of thing? Yes, like being on time, doing the things we're going to say we're going to do. Like since we've moved to Arizona, we've been pretty like strategic on like scheduling and what we both need from each other. That's why we moved to Arizona to kind of grow as a couple. And those things that you and I have like discussed, like handling arguments correctly and... Sure. You know, holding like I would even consider you holding yourself accountable an act of service to me. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one in this moment. But my number two is quality time. Okay. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I will say like acts of service, you know, like you said, we're I feel like we moved and then those first two months were holidays. So yeah, we did it was a lot hard. of traveling. This is actually our first month, even since your birthday a few weeks ago, where we have time. Don't get me wrong. We have things coming up. But like, I was really excited to do this podcast today because this is a good reminder. And also this shows that, you know, Sophia's love languages have changed. Now, you know, you usually have a a primary Mm -hmm. one, but like things can shift over time. So this would be an example of like doing a check-in at least, you Uh know, because 
within a matter of a year, year and a half, you have had a couple switch, which is. Yeah. Yeah. I think like in the span of my life, quality time is probably my number one. But right Right now, now, between you and I, like quality time is something that I, I express my love, I think, to everybody. Like you're very as well. Mm -hmm. But between you and I, it's going to be acts of service. Now, I did put number three is physical touch. So you were. They're all like you're good on there. Okay. Um, four I put receiving gifts. Okay, and I actually put words of affirmation. Wow, at the bottom right now because I feel very secure with yourself, with how I love and how I love myself and how I love you, and you know how I am. I'm just like I want to see the walk, baby. I don't need to see the talk. You're like I love you. Yeah. And I'm more of like, I want to hear it first. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, I'll provide action if I get your verbal first. Yeah. So we're completely different in those. We're different. Aspects. And what's kind of crazy is before we started doing couples therapy, I thought since Taylor didn't have this love the same way that I do, like, I thought it was wrong. Like, I was like, I don't, you don't need words. Like I show you, I love you. And it's like, no, if she needs words, she needs words. That's how she wants it. And don't think, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, you're not compatible if that's the case. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Like you find ways to create more compatibility and to understand one another. Yeah. Erase all of this. We're literally humans and we all want to be loved by somebody, whether we admit it or not, or there's a sense of neglect from a family member or, you know, maybe you don't have the best father or mother role figure, but why not be the difference for yourself or your husband or your wife or your kids? Yeah. So I think that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I, so you did way better than I did. I don't think I got any of those right. Oh, well, that's okay. But this is a reminder. I'll take this and I'm going to write it down that, you know, Sophia actually, um, this is actually great for me to take in because now I know where I need to spend a little bit more of my love languages on my delivery. Yeah. Same here. Um, now let's get into, this is going to be fun too. Um, what love language I see the most naturally from Sophia. Yeah. And then what I think, and then she's going to say the same. So, Again, um, I know you said right now your love languages or receiving would be acts of service. Yeah, but you you watch how I display. So I'm, I'm curious to, you know, I feel like actually you would know better. Like I'm just I, in my mind. Yeah, I think naturally you give the most quality time when okay. you are with your friends, your family, uh, myself, like you are very vested, you're present, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome, you know. I'll I'll say, you know, Sophia takes if you're if you're a friend of Sophia, you have a relationship. Um, It's actually very special because she's not a surface level friends with everybody kind of girl. Um, You know, if I compare myself, not that I'm surface level, but I'm more of the social butterfly. I'll get along with everybody, shoot the shit. But if you're a friend of Sophia's or if you like talk to her like she makes you make sure you make eye contact, mm-hmm. like you really, really engage. And I think that's a beautiful uh, love love language to have. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I'll take it. Taylor's is definitely giving gifts. I'm not going to say receiving gifts. She is a gift giver. It is the cutest thing. No matter what trip we go on, we're always picking up a t-shirt for somebody. We're always <laughs> grabbing your grandma likes like those little mini spoons. Mm-hmm. Um 
Or even when we go to parties, Taylor's always there with the extra liquor, or the extra blunt <laughs> for for new friends and old friends. Like, and it used to kind of sometimes bother me, but now that I know that's your love language, I'm like, I'm just gonna let her be. If she wants to pick up this extra candle to give to whoever we're gonna go see, like, well, it's like, why not? For me, if you're hosting, like hosting stressful. Okay. Yeah. I love to host myself. I get it. I've watched my mom host her whole life. Get the host a gift. Yeah. You know, I, even if it's something small, but you know, I, I've been questioned before, like, oh, of course you're, you know, bringing gifts. And I'm like, I just really love giving people giving them something even yeah. if it's small. So again, it's not to do it for to buy a friendship. Um, I've actually had a friend that would buy stuff and it definitely felt like more of trying to buy my friendship versus I'm just this is just me. Yeah. But you've kind of given me the bug now because if Taylor sees something, she'll be like, that reminds me of our friend or this reminds me of my cousin and she'll grab it. And whenever I see like you give it to somebody and how they light up, especially when it's something so thoughtful, babe, it's actually something that I want my people that I love to know too. So like no. now I'm out. That's why I barely go to Target or anything because I'll just buy everything. I will say um, really cheap gift. I was thinking of Christmas, a Christmas gift for my mom and growing up actually up until my oh, yeah, mid 20 example, <laughs> I was constantly my poor parents. I was always like, I'm broke. I need gas money. I need gas money. <laughs> and, you know, if I was lucky and got like, you know, 50 or 100 bucks for gas, it was like, cool, I can get Subway this day and maybe go get a t shirt from Marshall's when, you know, I, I had to go that route or whatever. But so anyway, I was on Amazon and I was like, what's just a cute gift to my mom that can let her know, like, I appreciate her for over the years? And sure enough, I came across this like $5. Christmas ornament that said gas money on it. And it was a gas can. Yeah, it's cute. And it's actually like a coin holder. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping she doesn't put coins on it. Yeah. Or in it, or <laughs> maybe like a $20 bill. But uh, my thought is I haven't seen her in a few months. But when I go see her in a few weeks in Texas, I'm going to give her that gas money ornament with a $20 bill in it. Yeah. And thank her for a very long period of time. Of yeah. I think my gas is going to cut it. But yeah. <laughs> but like, like little stuff like that. Like I'm not breaking. I'm not. But you're breaking, so good at it. I'm not you're breaking so the bank. Yeah, I love. I love giving flowers, obviously. But it's probably the type of personality I have. So you know, I, I feel like this one's kind of the least amount of a love language. So no. I mean, okay, don't say mind. the least amount. I think it's they all have their different. You know, one thing I do want to mention is when Taylor and I first started dating, it was like the first Christmas Taylor and I ever had together. And she showed up to my apartment in Cleveland. I am not kidding you with a Santa sack. Oh, I did. Full of gifts. And she didn't. She had like I probably like at least 10 gifts for me. But then she also had like a gift for my roommate and shit. And she <laughs> She barely knew my roommate. We honestly, looking back now, we barely knew each other. That's and so I have funny. a video somewhere. Like I got like your Snapchat roommate memories. Yeah, I like have it somewhere. In my she looked like this tall dyke ass Santa. It was so. I forgot funny. that I had like a sack of gifts. That's yeah. hilarious. And they were all wrapped so cute. Yeah, I just I enjoy it for whatever reason. Yeah. 
But so that's our love language episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. And before we wrap up this episode, I encourage you to hop online, see if you can take a love language test. Uh, truthfully, some of them cost money, but you can find a couple that will give you like the basics and then sit down with your partner and discuss what you think each other, each other's love languages are um, and then what yours are. I think this would be a, something fun to do for Valentine's Day coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or a good read for this month would be to read the love languages book goes into way more um detail but again, dr gary chapman you can find his book yeah. on amazon for cheap yeah and happy fucking fridays everybody happy fucking fridays peace mm-hmm.